Hey there, Ruby fans. Welcome to another edition of the Ruby After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight, we are talking about the season finale of Volume 5, Chapter 14, Haven's Fate. There's a lot to unpack tonight, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. There, there, friend. I know, we're all sad that it's over. It's okay. Yeah, that's why I'm sad. <laughs> We've lost him. I, I certainly think so. can't think of anything else in this episode that would tear at your heartstrings or, or make anyone sad or make water come out of eyes. I yeah, we're, we're talking about Chibi, right? Yeah! <laughs> okay, good. I'm ready for Have that. Time. <laughs> well, hello there, Ruby fans. Welcome to, as, as we were just discussing, the season finale recap for Volume 5 of Ruby. Oh my gosh, guys, let's not waste any time. Let me go ahead and introduce my fantastic panel. To my left, Mark Donica. Mark B. Donica on Twitter, that's it. <laughs> to his left, Stacey Shuttleworth. Hey, guys, I'm Stacey Shuttleworth. Find me all over at Stacey Shuttles. <laughs> to her left, Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. You can follow me all over the social medias at Kiaje, that is K-I-A-X-E-T. And to my left, the lovely Megan Salina. Hey, guys, you can tweet at me at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. Sadly, Patrick could not be here to cover the finale with us, but you guys can follow him and his adventures at P to the D's on Twitter. He's busy. He's flying to London right now. Really? Yeah. That's where he's at. Mm. Dang. For uh, like cryptocurrency and things like that. But Whatever. Business. Follow him for more weirdness. <laughs> <laughs> weird. He does things. He's busy working on business, business, stuff. business, and numbers. numbers. <laughs> Build it. But we are going to be keeping an eye on the hashtag RWBYABTV. We've got a couple people here to keep an eye on the live chat for all of you guys watching live. Um, so, guys, this is the end of Volume 5. How are we all feeling now that uh, this particular season is said and done? I know I said that this was going to wait till iTunes, but I want to say one of the things that I want to say till iTunes, just while we have people here, before they start to peel out. This is the last episode, this is the last episode of the Ruby After Show for this season. This is not the last episode of our podcast for the season. We are switching over into proper Rooster Teeth reviews mode, and we are going to be staying weekly, and next week we're going to do any more discussion about Season 5 that we didn't get to cover today, including your questions. So if you go to uh, the hashtag RubyABTV or RT Reviews, leave us questions or stuff that we may or may not have had time to talk about, and we'll have time to talk, them, talk about them starting next week, and we're also working on some other fun stuff in between. Yeah, because yeah, right. next week is our volume recap. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> right. um, there's always a lot to talk about when the when the season is said and done. What a finale, though this this yeah, was this was a good finale. This wasn't like boom, pow, action packed because we're still technically like in the middle of it. So. Yeah, no, this wasn't taking down the Nuklavi sort of finale. Yeah. This is the I feel like the climax was the maiden fight, and this sure. is you know the downhill slope from that point. Staking of, they have Nuckle V shirts now, and I kind of need one in my life. <coughs> I was very pleased to see that. Yes. Uh, Stacy, thoughts on the finale? We made it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, aside from that, um, we saw a lot of growth this season. That was so exciting. So to have that wrapped up was nice. Katie? I feel like the finale was a little abrupt. Most of our other Ruby finales have given us here's the end of this story, and then here's kind of a little bit leading into the next one. Like, 
there's usually a little bit of a time skip another day or two. We see a little bit more resolution of all the stuff that happened. And this one was just like, night of. We're good? All right, we're done. That's oh. it, folks. Strike the set. We're good. <laughs> and I, I felt like it was a little abrupt, but not enough that it hurt anything. Just enough that it stood out from the other volume finales. Mark? Uh, agreed. The, somebody in chat said that uh, Frosty Jack, cool, I didn't lose it. This is the first time where the main action was in the episode before the finale. <laughs> this and, is true. And it's, it seemed like it was more of uh, uh, they might have had a thing where hey, let's do 13 episodes and the last one will be a double wide and then maybe they went on 13 episodes. That's no fun. But they went, no, let's keep it all consistent, consistent times, this, then the other thing. So it's entirely possible that they just did too much. And it's spilled off into two extra episodes instead of a solid 12. But who knows? Who knows? Who knows? That might have been a scheduling thing. Mm -hmm. Like, they might have been required to do uh, a couple extra weeks, and so that's why we took the week-long break during the holiday, and then this was broken up into two parts. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Um, It could be any number of things, or maybe that's just the way the story was plotted out this season. I really didn't mind it. Um, It was a little bit of a surprise that there wasn't a huge bombastic action sequence in you know, for the final episode that they did that the episode before. But I feel like the reasoning for that was because there are a couple characters that the audience needs emotional catharsis with. Oh, yeah. Um, One of which came from Blake, when Blake and Adam are having their one-on-one at the beginning of the episode. Um, How did you guys feel about this particular interaction? Because this, this whole exchange left a giant grin on my face. He just needs to get punched a lot <laughs> by multiple people. True. That, that, that's, that's, I feel like that's everyone's feelings about Adam. Like, regardless of whether or not you like him as a character, he mm-hmm. needs to get taken down all of the pegs. Not just one yeah. or two, all of them. Yeah. And I feel like a chunk of that happened this episode. They pointed out that he ran away. And that everyone who supported him before (coughs) won't now because he abandoned them. Mm. Yeah, I feel like prior to this season, he has been built up as being more important than he actually is because he has this overinflated ego and narcissistic sense of self-importance. And because he was such a domineering presence in Blake's life, he has this overinflated sense of self-worth. And I feel like the importance here was telling him just how insignificant he actually is in the grand scheme of things. And more importantly, how insignificant he now is to Blake. I think that was more fun than any... Well, I mean, any physical violence tournament will probably be pretty, be pretty entertaining. <laughs> but I yeah. think that establishing that of like, Oh, you're here. It's like it's the it's the clapback of the who are you again? But on the hero side, where now we can be like, yeah, that's how that feels. Get wrecked, <laughs> yeah, girl. Sort sort of a thing. So that was very entertaining. Um, really quickly for those of you who are watching live, we know that there's some tech stuff going on, but it's on the YouTube end, and our connection is solid. So we're doing what we can. Stay with us and stick around. And to those of you watching for the first time, uh, welcome. It's not <laughs> refreshing the page. It's not a Ruby after show. Finale, if there's not some sort of technical error. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> We're doing our best. Uh, but yeah, Blake literally just dropping, I'm not here for you. It's like, yeah, this girl. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, having the tables very much flipped on him and having him 
be the for- the one who's forced to retreat. And we know from a couple seasons ago that, you know, his he was basically strong-armed into helping Salem and their merry band as well. Now that he no longer has the support of the White Fang, I feel like he's going to be pretty useless to Salem unless he can make a solid pitch. I he's think he's going... Go ahead. No, I thought it was... I think he's going to continue to be a thorn in Team Ruby's side until we can imprison him or put him down for good in some capacity. Because, yeah, no one in the White Fang is going to care about him, but that's not going to stop him from trying to take revenge. Yeah, he doesn't seem like one to give up. Yeah, no. Run off with his tail. Not not when his defining character trait is spite. People like that are the reason restraining orders exist. Uh... I wonder if he's going to go back to Salem at all. Because the the shot that we left him on was him seeing the other people run. And it wasn't, hey, over here it was, let's see where they... It was, hey, let's see where they go. It it could have also been an acceptance of, oh, she's not coming. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's those people? Dang it. But I, I can see Adam, like, he doesn't have the support of the White Fang. But that doesn't mean that there aren't any other extremist faunist out faunus out there there could be the one or two yeah. people that are like yo i saw i saw what your subordinate said about about the faunus and i totally agree i want to join you so instead of having a bunch of like eh, i guess we're the white fang it'll be <laughs> it'll it'll be people who are like equally as super powered and jerky and face punchable as he is yeah, it makes the extremist even more extreme. Like, yeah, yeah like the, the what did it, Sagaro's group, but bad. Oh, like, extreme, uh, extremists. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. extremists. The, the, whatever his rebel group was We're going to wind up with, like, the Red Fang at this point. Mm, sure. I mean, uh, it's probably, probably. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just lay that one down now. It if does come out with a group called the Red Fang. We just flash back to this moment and be like, "It does sound like the the White Fang as an organization uh, that they are going to be retiring that name." Guys, pitches for the new the new Faunus organization. What do we want to call it? I can't think of anything that isn't terrible. I've got one. Go the Faunus under collective consciousness. <laughs> Or, wait, no, don't call it that. See, I was going to go with Furry Friends, which has different connotations. I was going to go with Animal House. <laughs> so we're all terrible. All right, Stacey, round us oh up. I don't... <laughs> No offense, this is because I love you both. Stacy, please, a not dumb one. <laughs> if you think he's so kind. Because mine was dumb too. I'm throwing us all under the bus. So low, we've buried it. The you hell? might do better. Stopped working after furry friends. <laughs> Game over. I'm, just... I'm sure. I regret nothing. Faunus team. Wait, I think that already exists in some capacity. Like Faunus is an acronym for whatever it is. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that'd be. Oh, it's like shield, but but it's spelled. It's Faunus. So what is initials to spell Faunus? Oh. <laughs> or uh, it could be fun, like Faunus United. 
network. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're the fun group. F is for friends that do stuff together. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, whether or not uh, Gira's going to take that on, or because I was kind of thinking that uh, Blake would would be become the new leader of the White Fang, but it sounds like her priorities are being reunited with her team, which yeah. I'm totally 100% content with. Yeah. Uh, yes. And we get one final moment for, like, Elia's, you know, just to, to put a bow on it, too. You know, Elia is redeemed, and she's committed, fully committed to the cause. And I like that moment really quick where she uh, she disarms this one person, and I guess the implication was that he was aiming at the person who ended up thanking her. Um, I really liked that moment. That was mm-hmm. really sweet. And I'm like, yay, I'm so happy Elia <laughs> was able to get her redemption this season. She has her redemption. Now she can be killed. Oh, boy. I mean, well, that's what we thought. That's yeah, what we thought. I'm, to be fair, yeah. we all expected it a lot sooner. Give it, yep. give it time. <laughs> yeah. Um, Remember, no season six spoilers. No, vo- no volume six spoilers, please. You stop it. Dear Maybe Tom I Lord. want to talk to no. these people who have season six spoilers. <laughs> Just be okay. like, hey, friends. Hey, DM Stacy then. Yeah. Don't put it in the hashtag. No, no, not there. <laughs> you know, we're going to get like hashtag fake season six spoilers and people are just going to flood Twitter. <laughs> um, I, 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 let's talk about Elia a little bit more next week because okay. she, much like Raven, um, she's one of those characters that got a lot of development this season and, you know, where we peeled back the onions, uh, the onion layers of her character. So we'll talk about Elia more next week. Uh, but I just wanted to say that she, I'm really happy as to how that whole thing ended up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's, let's switch on over to the inside of the school where we're having this sort of final showdown. And... <coughs> There are a couple highlights. Um, Real quick, we go for it. Malachroma left us art. Oh, in the hashtag. and she all, and and they also just left us because the lag is too bad. Oh, we'll, no. we'll, we'll catch around next time. But they did give us art. I hope Blake explained to Elia that her best friend is a Shnee because otherwise that'll be an awkward talk. Oh, oh boy! Oh dear! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> okay, so not to cut short this heartwarming reunion or anything, but um. <laughs> I adore all of this. The Thank sh- you. The Schneelefant in the room. And oh, we boy, have boy. someone else watching live for the first time. Blue Shades. Oh, hey. Blue Shades is the wonderful person that did fan art and me and Katie back in December. So thank you so much. Yeah, we put that up on the, the RT group, which if you didn't know, we have a group on the RT site. It, just look for ABTV Rooster Team. Uh, we've just put up a big yes, uh, journal up there that's sort of like, a, it's weird kind of manifesto sort of thing of where we came from. A brief history. Uh, check it out. It was uh, it was yeah. fun to, to Pe- go back. People on the in the Rooster Teeth work community were, were asking about it. And we're like, hey, are you the AfterBuzz people? If you are, you might, I don't know, give us some information. So thank you guys so much for inquiring, and we hope that answers a couple questions. We did it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, inside this, I will say first... First of all, I am slightly disappointed we didn't get a little bit more Lancer action. But if it's going to be dissipated by anything, I guess a fiery (laughs) lightning ball is enough to dispel it. I guess. He thunder punched a bee? (laughs) A wasp. Those things are way different than bees. There's a meme about punching bees. (laughs) There's a meme meme about punching uh, a wasp as well. (laughs) 
least. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, but we're not summoning that one anytime no, soon. No, we're not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Keep them across the ocean. Um, but like while this fight is going on, um, Ruby happens to break Leo's aura, and he makes a break for it, being the coward that he is. And as he runs away, she starts yelling off old battle formations as Blake jumps into the fray. Checkmate. Yeah. But I just thought that Ruby, what's the plan? I'm gonna shoot a teacher. What? <laughs> it's time to kill a man. <laughs> It because it's was. A, it's also a gun. Um, but we are treated to a little horror movie sort of <laughs> scenario as Leo meets his end. Now, I have to ask, what was the impression you got from here? Because when he initially entered this room, I wasn't sure if he was going to be able to weasel his way out of it or not. Oh, I... Uh, <laughs> I was so sure he was gonna die. It's like, oh, he's running away from the fight. He's host. He's not. He's not gonna. Oh, hey, look, it's the long distance squid. <laughs> How you doing? Happy to see oh. you. It's the <laughs> calamari phone. No, Carl. How are things? Hi, Salem. If he if so he didn't I'm just leaving the battle because I don't want to die and I can still be useful. Hit that nice octave. pitch. Hmm? Yep. Uh, if if he, he didn't still be useful. If he didn't just jump out the window, the second <laughs> the second that he saw that, he he's squishy death. Yeah. He had a big old squishy yeah. crunchy death. Oh my <laughs> and just the full on on the floor getting dragged off oh. screen. It was a straight up horror movie. I would absolutely love to see the alternate scene where he did jump out the window. Well, I'm not dealing with this. How do you how do you not have a bug out bag if you're living in fear and paranoia of and and also maybe I can finally escape you're ready you're yeah. ready for something like that so he he was he was confident more in in his fear of Salem than uh, uh, being turned against her so it it seemed like. He he wasn't ready whatsoever, or else he would have... I mean, he's also a coward, so... A knows? lot of people who think like that, who think of allying themselves with the biggest, baddest person around in the hopes that they don't get hurt, don't usually think to run until it's too late. Because it's safer to be friends with the gigantic, mean, horrifying thing than to be against it. Mm-hmm. So he... he uh, to me, he doesn't seem the type who would have a bug out bag because he would stick around thinking I'd... it's a, uh, oh God, what's the fallacy? Sunk cost fallacy. I'm in it. I've spent too much time. I'm too invested. Oh, this is bad. I should leave. Oh, too late for that. In the words of a famous archaeologist, nasty little creatures such as yourself always get their comeuppance. Always? Always. <laughs> always. <laughs> Um, Sorry, I'm I, lost. I, I, I was wondering if you, the mummy, the good one. You don't the Tom Cruise one. Oh no, honey. Why do you yeah, the good one. Why no. do you say such no, no, things no. to me, the Mark? Brendan Fraser one. Guys, yeah. Anyway, if you take time to explain the references, I shouldn't have made the reference in the first no, place. No, what this tells me so, is that he needs to watch the mummy. Point the mummy. being, more point Clearly not more, <laughs> more? again. <laughs> Enough references. Point being is we talked a lot about whether or not Leo could be redeemed. And in this moment, I, I part of me is wondering what the, like, 
obviously he has nothing he else he can offer to Salem. I'm wondering if she discarded him more because it's like, yeah, you're not worth keeping around anymore. You've outlasted your usefulness. Or I'm wondering if he didn't sign his own death warrant when he said, I'm not sure if they'll be able to recover the relic because he basically told her, yeah, I ran away before the fight was done. Oh, yeah. No, that was absolutely... I left (laughs) your other subordinates to their own devices and peaced out. That's the point where he proved to her that he could not be trusted. And that he could not be successfully kept under her thumb with threats and fear alone. So, meh. Bye. I mean, it's it's sad that a character like him couldn't be redeemed or that ultimately we could never find out what she was keep what she was holding over him to make him so afraid in the first place. I guess at the end of the day it doesn't really matter. What is interesting though is that with him dead, Haven, you know, Haven Academy is now leaderless and a good chunk of their huntsmen are also dead and gone, and it sounds like our band of merry adventurers are going to be picking up and leaving soon. So, Well, the freelance huntsmen are dead, but the teachers are still around. They're just off campus. So I would imagine that there is some flavor of seniority that someone will be able to step in and keep the academy running up until such point as another headmaster <laughs> is chosen. I work at a school. No, no, no. <laughs> I, no, no I, you just brought up something very interesting. I'm waiting for you to finish. I'm done. <laughs> so you're saying that season six is going to be all about the freelancers. <laughs> No, that's season nine. Okay, so season nine will be all about the freelancers. I mean, mean, season six is my favorite. (laughs) It's mine. (laughs) Well, I mean, after after season five of Red vs. Blue, season six shook it up a bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little, just a little, 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 little bit. It was my favorite. In fact, the plot. But re- regardless, I just I thought regardless. That, was, that was just a funny thing to bring up. To get us back on track. Um, what? Have you met us? <laughs> we have a track. track. <laughs> I mean, it's, hey. it's more of like a loose trail <laughs> that, that vaguely resembles a, a linear path in, in some way, shape, or form. It's a six-lane highway with a lot of switchbacks. <laughs> more of like the moving staircases at Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wherever they feel like going. Uh, the, Occasionally we just jump a rail and go for it. <laughs> as long as, can we be grinding if we're going to jump rails? Like Sonic the Hedgehog style, <laughs> jump back and forth between the rails? I mean, but that's we, the that's what our track is. <laughs> we, we have to be going pretty fast, though. We have to be at least rolling around at the speed of sound. <laughs> you know, Mark, we've got places to go. Gotta follow, Gotta follow the rainbow. The rainbow. <laughs> anyway, so the only other thing I want to talk about uh, before we switch on over to what's going on in the vault is uh, talking about Emerald a little bit and how sort of I, I wasn't expecting to be as emotionally touched by her breakdown as I was because we we know that she's put all her faith into Cinder and into Cinder's quest for power mm-hmm. um, and we don't really again we, we don't really know a ton about their story and about their time together but Emerald seems to think that she owes everything to Cinder and to see someone else come out of the vault at the end of this episode it just completely destroys her and I was not expecting to feel anything for one of the bad guys but Emerald is one of the more sympathetic to be sure well, that's the sign of a really good villain. They're people. They're not cardboard cutouts that you go have a boss fight against. Mm-hmm. 
I'd honestly say that the villain with the least development at this point is either Watts or um, Salem herself. Shrouded in mystery. (laughs) And also kind of a car sales thing. (laughs) (laughs) With the wavy arm. I'm sorry, I keep hitting you. This series is very big on creating monsters that have wavy arms. It's very scary, okay? When you see the wavy <laughs> arms. <laughs> Not about terrifying. Woobly monsters. Jim and Randall say hi. Wo- woobly grim. Um, <laughs> That's where they get it. It runs in the family. Uh, I was more... Okay, now, we, we've been... Dis- there's, there's a lot of expectations that the intro of this season has created for the future of this show. Mm -hmm. Because we said, well, maybe this will happen, but that won't happen. Oh, well, that happened. Well, then this won't happen, and then it happens. Literally everything happens. Like like a giant Salem's gonna show up at the end of (laughs) Oh, (laughs) That seemed like the most reasonable prediction. And yet, here we are in the aftermath of a giant albeit it was and and then thinking like oh that's so silly that's just an anime opening thing and now going now they know the face of their destruction now they know what Salem looks like and how terrifying she is that that must have been even scarier for Blake because at least when uh, when Oscar slash Ospin says that was an illusion but it was Salem Blake's sitting here going what are you all talking Who the about? Hell <laughs> I missed what everything. <laughs> I was on a boat and then an island and then a boat. I haven't been here. There's no communications. Y'all are gonna have to back me up. Someone's gonna need to give her the clip notes for sure. Inform me. Who is this child? <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but I'm here. <laughs> I recognize your uncle, but I didn't realize you had a cousin. <laughs> I, I guess the big question is, regardless of whether Cinder is dead, because there's a lot, there's a lot of wiggle room there in terms, you know, no body, no death. But with them not knowing Cinder's fate for sure. Where does that leave Emerald and Mercury? Do they double down to get revenge for their fallen comrade, or do they just wash their hands of all of Salem's affairs and peace out? Can they even do anything at this point? I think they know too much. Yeah, I think they're stuck in it. I think Emerald is more likely to stay on her own accord, whereas Mercury's probably like, well, I don't have another choice. Gonna use my robot legs to run on out of here. (laughs) I'm just here to cause chaos now, I guess. I'm... (laughs) She fainted, and I can't carry her. Can you stop hulking out long enough to help? Because Hazel had no dialogue in this episode. He just screamed a couple times. (laughs) Uh, Kane's child, poor Blake. Who the hell are you? What the hell is that? What's going on? (laughs) Um, I just showed up to stop the white fang. I came out to stop the white fang, and I'm feeling so attacked right now. (laughs) Uh, This is a lot. You can take care of this. <laughs> I gotta talk to my parents. Um, step back. Uh, but but to to sort of finish finish my thought about the intro is now they ha- they have so much power in that they have the season five intro. Hey, remember all that stuff that we put in there and it happened? They can put anything in there, <laughs> and people go, it might happen. Giant we Salem, don't know sure. It's possible. Crossover with Genlock. Why not? Why not? Uh, Wash and and uh, Carolina coming in with gun guns and everybody being confused. 
<laughs> no matter nowhere rolls through, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Could happen. It would That's be that episode where there's just the one guy on the motorcycle going to different worlds every episode. Which one which one is that? I don't know. I don't either, but I know it exists. Someone in the chat will know what I'm talking about. No clue. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like a great premise. But yeah, sorry, I just wanted to, oh, no, no, just absolutely. To close that. No, I'm glad you got to finish your thought. Uh, because, yeah, that's important to keep in mind for the future. Um, okay, so uh, let's, let's go ahead and switch on gears. Uh, but before we talk about Inside the Vault of the Spring Maiden, I want to talk to you guys really quickly about iTunes. Folks, thank you so much to everybody who's gone to iTunes to rate, subscribe, leave a comment. We love hearing from you. And it's the best way to let our producers know that you guys like the show that we're putting on. And that's going to be even more imperative as we do things in between sets of after shows as we move on over to the Rooster Teeth Reviews format. It makes us more searchable for anybody looking for people who are discussing Rooster Teeth-oriented content. So, guys, also, Point. if you do leave a comment, you might even get a shout-out on the show. You might. I don't know if I'm going to read these. I'm kidding. No, we totally, <laughs> totally are. Um, and then there's these it de- people. It depends on how Mark feels on the, and, any given day. And also, even, even more sort of branching out from just in the studio. Right now we're we're gearing up towards RTX 2018 and uh, we we've press applications have gone out, we have applied, things like that. But in order to sort of guarantee how much coverage we get to do, they need to know that people are watching. They need to know that people are listening. So uh, uh, social media reviews as well, using our hashtags if if RTX stuff comes up, please make sure to mention us to use our hashtags to use our Twitter accounts and let the folks ask Rooster Teeth know that you want to see this show live at RTX Austin in 2018. Now, uh, this is a review from a listener that I've never heard of. They must be new. Miss K. Rose. Uh, <laughs> lots of fun. Five stars. I've been a listener since 2015 Aww. and these these folks are all amazing. They're fans of Rooster Teeth and it shows. The hosts are some of the nicest people and it's been a blast listening to them talk about Ruby, Red vs. Blue, X-Ray and Vav, Camp Camp, and Crunch Time over the last three years. Yeah, we got more than just Ruby. Suck Anyway, um, thank you, uh, thank you, Miss K Rose. We love you. Uh, love question and request from Natsu loves Lasana. Probably a fairy tale fan. Let's get into it. Uh, I might shorten this a little bit. I have to thank you for getting me into AfterBuzz. It's awesome. I love it. I just Aww. got an anime last summer thanks to the Dragon Ballers podcast. I eventually watched the Sword Art Online. <gasps> And uh, found your weekly anime podcast episodes on SAO and listened to all of them. After finding Ruby, I searched after Buzz to find if there were any podcasts on it. And you guys make my day every time a new episode is on. I also started watching your reaction videos and I love them, but my... Mm, screw that. Um, <laughs> wow, okay. Um, well, it's My only criticism is the screen is kind of small. That you should leave on their comments. Leave a comment um, there. Uh, there's a lot of stuff about a weekly anime podcast. That's something for AfterBuzz TV proper, not for us, because we do not control the programming. You should talk to AfterBuzz TV. But, five-star review, and we love you, and we give you a shout-out. Natsu Lasana, that's uh, Fairy Tale OTP. Thank you. Um, thank you to everybody who left those reviews, and, and as Megan said, it is imperative during this in-between time that we keep those reviews going. And for those of you who watched last week's, you know we have ideas for the future. So, just yeah. keep that in mind. Yeah, we do. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't know what the hell she's talking about. 
nope, no idea. Mm. We're doing our very best end of thriller, Vincent Price laughs. Oh, I I just laugh maniacally for no reason at all. Anyway, maniacal guys, laugh. maniacal laugh. But that's none of my business. Let's <laughs> let's talk about Raven and Yang, uh, and this uh, and this particular scene where uh, we get a few answers to some questions, um, and I think our, <laughs> it's fair to say are left with just as many questions though. Child murder confirmed. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> Raven all but admitted that she did, in fact, either murder the Spring Maiden or put her in a situation to be killed. She didn't say, but she was... Yeah. We went full on South Dakota. They're dead because of her. Full stop. Yeah. So that's a thing. Now, okay. As we mentioned earlier, Raven has had a lot of development this season. Basically, I would say she and Ilya, more than any of the other characters this season, are the characters that got the most development. Now, after this exchange, has... um, Let's go around the table, starting with Mark. Has your opinion about Raven as a character changed, knowing what we know about her now? She's the exact same person that we've met. I don't. I don't think anything like stuff confirmed. When um, folks have been in chat for for a couple of hours at this point, and I was talking with some folks earlier, um, that the first thing that we got to know about Raven it was, the, and the most, the the thing that struck us the most was her mask, and she is the character embodiment of a mask. So it's all that stuff that has rung true since we first saw her. That's fair. Yeah, we got a very clear picture of who Raven presented herself as, you know, when we first met her in the very early stages of things. And I think we kind of kept waiting for something to come out that changes her character, that makes us understand why she acts the way she does. And now we understand why she acts the way she does. But she is still exactly the person she presented herself as. There really is not, a, and you know, there's no deeper level or lie, something underneath how she appears to be. I keep coming back to cool motive, still murder. <laughs> like, okay, I understand that you have this and you have this and this is a thing that occurred to you. And you still murdered a child, abandoned your child, Put put Yang and her friends and sibling in a trap that could have killed them all to try to meet your own ends. Like, you're a little more sympathetic, but you're still an awful human being. And I had a difficult past and have responsibilities really doesn't excuse what you're doing now. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where a lot has been explained even even if there's still a lot that hasn't been explicitly laid out for us about her past and about her other relationships and about you know beat by beat how the the how the fallout of that team happened um but it doesn't excuse her like oh, there's no. there's nothing that's put in place that redeems her in any way for these choices but there's an understanding now of who she is and why she made the choices that she did, mm-hmm. and you cool can definitely still murder. And you can at least, to her credit, see that to some extent she regrets some of those choices, or at least regrets her own cowardice. She may think she regrets it. She may not know what regret is. She mm-hmm. like she. We saw two people in this episode acting on fear, a straight up fear, and you can call it any sort of 
uh, thesaurus version of it that you want, but they they brought because it up. Raven definitely likes looking and saying, "Oh, ne- needs to be done." Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it was mercy, mercy. That's the word. Cool motive, still murder. What's next in my deck of excuses? And what I love is that a couple episodes ago we had, I believe, Leo comparing himself to her and going, no, you're afraid. Hmm. <laughs> like, I am too, world. If I'm remembering this correctly, it's possible that I'm not, but I distinctly remember them a comparison between the two of them, and lo and behold, well, I was going to say they both fled the scene, but that's not true. One of them fled this mortal like... coil. Uh, hmm. Um it, 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 nah, I forgot what I was going to say. Damn it. Never mind. Anyway. Um, well, hearing Yang call her out on it and oh, say, yeah. oh, well, what is it? Is it survival or is it mercy? You know, what is, what's the answer mm-hmm. today? And, you know, oh, did you leave me in that trap because you knew I could handle it or because it was just an easier way for you to get what you wanted? And it was, it was nice to hear all of that laid out. And Raven can't justify herself. All she all she has to fall back on is you don't know what I've been through. And it's like, well, whose fault is that? Mm. Yeah, the, the you don't know me. Well, you abandoned her, so does anybody else think it's kind of fitting that Yang is the one who retrieved this relic, not because her mother is the spring maiden, but because after all these years, Yang was the one searching for answers about her mother. She wanted to know who her mother was and why she left it. She was really seeking, she was seeking knowledge and she was the one to retrieve the relic of knowledge. I like that. That's metal as hell. Um, I also... <laughs> yep. Also, uh, the pun game in chat has been fire. Thank you and all of the wrestling fans. I see you. But uh, I, I this this made me think of something interesting. Is is I wonder if we saw sort of the wispy nature of the, the world of the relic. Because yeah. we don't have a name for that yet. But mm-hmm. it looked like it was marble. maybe uh, exuding some... It, it might have been exuding some sort of the, 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 quote, flame that was in the torch. Whatever. Does anybody think... Because I, I can't determine whether or not Yang grabbing the relic and then falling to her knees wasn't just a release of everything that she went to to get to that point, or if the relic showed her something. I feel like it was the former. Yeah. Like, that was the culmination of everything that she went through with Raven. Dashy, wait till you just just got your message in chat. That's a, that what we just said. Yeah, man, I love chat. Also, this is Dashy's first time in the show. Welcome, Dashy. Hi, Dashy. Yeah, chat's on like a minute, minute and a half delay. So <laughs> we catch up. Stacy, thoughts on uh, on Yang's emotional breakdown too? I, I do think a lot of it can be um, attributed to her just being like, it's, it's done for now. Just this we've made it this far, we've hit this milestone, and just kind of letting herself go, especially after that hugely emotional moment that she just went through. And I think that huge shift in herself, um, you know, I think she really recognized something in herself and was able to fully embrace it when she confronted her mother. So then taking that final step and, you know, actually getting progress on their overall quest... Yeah, it's it's one of those things that for while she was recovering from her trauma, you know, she she was unable to act and Raven throughout her life has run away. And in this moment, it is terrifying to confront not only your mother, but an enemy, somebody who was willing to leave you in a trap and 
Blake wasn't up top to see the giant inflatable scary hell beast that they are going to be facing, but she knows that it exists and she mm. knows that her mother is scared enough, even with maiden powers, to run away. Um, and so all of these things, like, I will avoid awkward conversations with my mom. There's, like, no way I could ever do what Yang did in this moment and stand up in that sort of way. Like, yeah, but you have an actual relationship with your mom. <laughs> yeah, she's not a monster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that helps. It's okay if she is, though. We, we're, we're accepting of all types, monsters included. Uh, monsters Incorporated. But uh, to sort of expand upon the the theory that everybody else shot down i am ima- i i wonder so. if no no it's wow. fine it's, no 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 like that's i i fully acknowledge that and i'm um, but i'm going to keep it and i'm going to accelerate it a little bit further what if opening the reason why they have to s- keep the relics away is that they do exude something and by opening the door it. it let something in that could have sparked the truth of that conversation well that that could also build on hmm, getting it to Atlas to be able to find a safe place to lock it away again. Exactly. Now that it's free and Raven's gone, we can't lock it back up, so we need to lock it back up somewhere. Well, I'm wondering if the only people who can use relics are people with maiden powers or Ozpin himself. So I'm I'm wondering, yeah, if in the wrong hands, it's... I don't know. I'm wondering, like... Is it like something where only only somebody who who was meant to use it like a maiden can properly control it, and anybody else who tries, it's going to backfire on them like a monkey's paw scenario, or just straight up blow up in their face? Well, supposedly these came from the gods. That they were, if I'm remembering anything correctly, what the gods used to create and or balance the world. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that either only divinity or high magic users can use them or anyone can i i would say it's probably one or the other and given the ridiculous amount of security on these i'm leaning towards the latter i think it'd also be funny if it was just a regular lamp because <laughs> that, that also means that we have to take this thing and we have no mass communication and we need to get it to atlas securely somehow we nearly got murdered multiple times just trying to get here Yep. Uh, Jack Roy, who was one of the people ch- chatting earlier, um, everyone is a little hard on Raven. Now, this next sentence <laughs> is a little difficult to hear, but I'm going to go through it. Yes, she murdered a child. <laughs> this doesn't excuse her, but honestly, she's right. It's better she killed Spring rather than Spring be hunted by either Salem or Grimm of someone else. So that's, but that depends on your thing of mercy or versus whatever. I just wanted to make sure that you were acknowledged because Jack Ryan don't see you in chat a lot and we appreciate everybody who comes in and chats. Oh, but you choose to murder a child instead of attempting to keep that child safe. How long did Raven attempt to train her before she gave up? We mm-hmm. don't know. It could have been less than a month. Well, you've gone through this three-hour training montage and still have shown no progress. I have no choice but to murder you now. Yeah, get good, (laughs) scrub. I feel like Salem probably didn't give her much of a chance. She does not seem to be the patient type. So if she's doing this ridiculous, hard-ass training and the child's not responding because, oh, God, what's happening... 
yeah, she she's not the type to actually try to work with the child and get them to use their powers and, you know, actually help. She'd be the type to be like, well, I tried. Murder time. And and the way Raven describes it is like, we found her. She was scared and alone. It's like, did you and find I her? her? Or did you, you know... Look abducted her. her from like she was on her way out of town. You're like, look what I found. Yeah, <laughs> yeah how honeyed are these words? Um, t- uh, kind of touching on what you said, Mark. Mm-hmm. I, I like the idea of the relic, um, b- like being able to show people truth, mm-hmm. and especially for Yang, who now has, um, you know, how now has this questioning nature to her, has a lot of things in common with her mom. And as we pointed out earlier, the season may very well be being set up for disappointment or disillusionment in Oz. Mm. What if the relic for like ends up showing her something later on down the road? That's that's why I wonder if she was shown something now when we won't know. And if she's and, going if she's going to pull an Oz and not tell people that it's showing her stuff. And to uh to your credit as well, when she gets back upstairs, she does not mention that her that she knows her mom is the Spring Maiden. She just says, Vernal's dead and Raven's gone. And that's all there is to that story. <laughs> and at the moment, I think she's the only one who knows. Aside from Cinder, and Cinder is Sir not appearing in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> she's a Schrodinger's villain, I guess. She's Schrodinger's antagonist. She may or may not be dead. Uh, Matt Dixon in the chat says, Raven also, quote, found Weiss. And Kane's child says, yes, and Raven acquired... I just missed that. Where did it go? And Raven acquiring the Spring Maiden powers by giving up on the kid was completely unrelated. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. (laughs) Well... Um, do we have any final thoughts on this, uh, on this, because I feel like that pretty much covers it. Uh, do we have any final thoughts on this episode before we move on over into official predictions? Um, no. Camille says people die when they are killed. (laughs) (laughs) And life needs needs things to live. (laughs) None of those things have been proven yet. That's all I want to (laughs) say. Yeah. That's what they want you to think. All right. That, that's what Big Dust wants you to think. <laughs> oh, boy. You mean the Schnee Dust Corporation? Yeah, Big yeah, Dust. Big Dust. Big Dust. Big Dust. Big dust. Um, oh, okay, uh, on that note, then, uh, yeah, we let's... have a stinger. Oh, yeah, Tai Yang. Oh, yes. And presumably yes. Raven. Yes, yeah. uh, he, because Vernal is dead and Yang happened to be in the same place. We don't know how many people Raven has tagged, so to speak, but she has one for Tai Yang. And so sure enough, that's where she's gone. Whether or not she's there to stay... I need to talk to you about our daughter. Um, <laughs> so you might hear some things about me. I missed in the you. Near future. Where have you been? I would like to first be the one to explain. I would like to get ahead of the things that you may or may not hear in the. In the yeah. I you only daughter's daughter's heard one <laughs> Uh, really quickly, Mecha Soundwife mentioned why not leave it where it's safe and only one person can get it. That's the problem. Is they couldn't close it and leave it there. Doors open. Yeah. And it's we don't know if the door closed and behind them. Here's the thing. Who can you trust? They wandered into this trap even kind of suspicious because they still thought they could trust Leo. Uh, yeah. We had that stinger, but we also had the stinger from Oz and Crow. Yes. That we are not staying in Haven for too long. Yeah, we're going to Atlas. Hey. Take it to Atlas, collapse. Ironwood and oh. Winter. And Jacques. 
<laughs> and a so, blockade. I love everybody who who's reacted to this going like, yes. we're going to Atlas, Weiss, son of a... <laughs> yeah, someone commented, home. Weiss had a season and a half trying to get out of Atlas, and now we're going back. Uh, she's got a support system. That's true. So we are approaching it a little differently. So, you know, Weiss will find her strength here. Screw you, Dad. I'm going out with my friends. And also, uh, Rip... Uh, transport pilot, one more time. <laughs> I mean, no body, not confirmed yet, but still, rip, rip, rip pilot. I, I'm gonna hold on to the hope that he swoops in at the end of the series and goes, I'm so proud of you, kid. That shot was one in a million. Um, I don't think we have time for predictions. Uh, do we want to do some real quick rapid fire we ones? We don't have time for it. <laughs> Katie, one word prediction. We don't Go, have no. time for it. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, ah! I guess we should just wrap up this season by saying thank Thank you all so, so much for sticking with us. Uh, it's been a pleasure getting to recap this show every week with all of you lovely people. Um, and I hope you all tune in to see what we have in store uh, until Nomad of Nowhere comes out. But but in terms of a, a hook, hey, we have predictions for season six. You better come back next week because we're going to be back next week talking about a couple of extra things that we didn't have time to talk about tonight throughout the whole rest of the, the past bit of the season. Answering your questions by leaving uh, as a comment either here or on Twitter at uh, RWBYABTV. Yes, so we will save predictions for next week. Katie, where can people go if they want to find you? I'm Katie Cullen. You can follow me all over the social medias as well as on YouTube and Twitch at Kiaxe. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. If you would like to see Megan's and my reaction to uh, these Ruby episodes, that's where they live. Star Wars Rebels is coming back. Voltron is coming back. Stay tuned for the uh, airing schedules for the both of those. Hey guys, I'm Stacey Shuttles. You can find me all over the web at Stacey Shuttles. You can find me on Twitter at Mark B. Donaghy. You can find Stacey and I on Inventory Full every Monday on Twitch at twitch.tv slash inventoryfullpt. We're going to be streaming some games soon. I'm probably going to do a little bit more of getting over it because uh, I had a <laughs> lot of soul. a lot of fun playing that game and I want to keep playing. <laughs> I bet you're exaggerating. Sexy hiking mm. next? No. <laughs> uh, again, be sure to follow Patrick at P to the D's on Twitter and uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Mangwin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. Be sure to follow the whole team at... Uh, at ABTV Rooster Team. Got it. Yeah. Hey. Uh, thank you all so, so much for watching. We will see you all next week. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Dust you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.